Now, in studio, sitting in the stressless and looking very comfortable this morning, it's Bend City Mayor Melanie Keebler. Hi, Melanie. Good morning. Thanks very much for being in today. Uh, meeting last night and lots of topics to discuss. Let's talk money first uh, about housing. You awarded some grants or some monies to go towards housing. Can you explain who and what and how much? So council set aside half a million dollars this year to put towards middle housing. And when we're talking about middle income housing, we're talking about housing for folks who are making in that middle income range, about 80% of the area median income up to 120%. And what we see in Bend with our housing prices so high is those folks are having trouble finding housing, but they don't qualify for traditional affordable housing, which is usually below 80%. So we wanted to set aside some money and see if there were some ways we could help stimulate and get some middle housing built. And that's what we did last night. Um, we not only have a couple of projects where homes are going to be built using this money, um, and this is a portion of the money that's going to be spent to build the homes, right? We're helping. We're not funding the whole thing with this amount of money. But we also put some money into a down uh, payment assistance program that Neighbor Impact runs. So actually helping people, not building a home, but helping people buy a home with an, an extra loan to help them get that down payment done. So does money go to actual builders in, in part of this? Right. So one, for example, one of the projects was a collaboration between um, a local developer, Hiatus Homes, and Habitat for Humanity to build. There's this little piece of land by the Wilson 15th roundabout, and they're going to use it to build an accessible home. Um, so someone with disabilities who is in this income range can have that home, and they're going to use that template that they make for that home that Habitat can reuse in other developments in the future. So some of the money is going directly to people building homes, and then some of it's going to Neighbor Impact for help to home buyers. And this helps offset their costs to where they can go ahead and pay their workers, buy the materials, etc. Uh, and then it's offset a little bit by this money from them. Right. This money helps subsidize the development of that, that home so that they can keep that price down in the range so someone who can uh, is in that middle income band can afford it. That half million dollars was all given away last night? Yes, we, we did grant all of it. Uh, one of the grants we made to a separate project for High Hiatus Homes um, is predicated on making sure that they can keep the price of uh, the apartments that they're building, um, 18 apartments out of the building that they're putting together, which is larger than that. They want to restrict to that 120%. Um, and so as long as they're able to do that, then they'll get that money and it will help to make sure that that project happens. Do we have any idea of how many actual units this is going to build? There was over 50 micro apartments in the hiatus homes uh, micro apartments. And then it's the one house just on that little sliver of land that's by the Wilson 15th roundabout. And then five home buyers will have down payment assistance through neighbor impact. What's a micro apartment? Uh, that is, um, it's, it, it can be called micro apartment. It can be called single occupancy apartment. Um, they're a little bit different. It's a new housing type in Bend uh, where you have a shared space for a kitchen and, and bathroom, but then you have your own kind of loft style apartment as well so that it is, um, it's just more like shared living and less of the traditional apartment type. And it allows you to get more more places for people to stay in a building in a Similar smaller area. Similar to a dormitory, it sounds like. Somewhat, yeah, but you have your own private space. Um, there's a lot of uh, common areas as well, um, kind of like uh, like a condo. Uh, you know, building would have some common areas for folks. Um, and then I think they're they're looking to make sure that there's like a shared zip car and maybe shared e-bikes and other things for, for this uh, particular development, which is pretty cool. Okay. All righty. Well, let's move on to something else that uh, was discussed last night. The airport is growing up. Mm -hmm. Well, we have one of the top five busiest airports in the state, and we actually have twice as many takeoff and landings than the Redmond Airport. Um, and of the top five busiest airports in the state, we're the only one without an air traffic control tower. So... If you're coming into our airport, you are just on the radio with everybody else saying, 
here I come, right? And trying to work with folks on the radio instead of having an air traffic control tower that's really telling everyone, here's where you go and here's what you do. And this has been a top priority when we, we pull the people that use our airport, that they want to see a tower. Um, and it's mainly for safety reasons. So we are really lucky that we have gotten some great grants and support from the federal government and the FAA to start working on this. And we are moving through the process where we're now able to, to do a contract to actually start designing the tower. And that's what we did last night. Okay. So uh, timeline? Um, we are hoping from the timeline that was presented last night to be able to have the tower operational in 2025. Um, there's a lot of processes to step through, but that's our goal at this point. Has the money already been allocated and we this is going to get paid for uh, down most, the road? Yeah, some of the grants, we've already received grant for design. Um, we're still waiting on potential grants to fund the construction. Um, and we're also thankful to our federal representatives who have um, indicated that they would be happy to direct some spending to us for the tower in particular. Of course, that requires passing a federal budget, which we're not in control of, but we remain hopeful that we'll get some money that way as well and help get this fully funded. Okay. $15 million, the uh, total price. Right. All in. Okay. Um, thinking, you know, we've got such a nice weekend ahead of us here with uh, lots of sunshine and warm temperatures. It's almost, I don't want to jinx it by talking about snow, <laughs> Yeah. but that came up last night, uh, uh, managing the, the load of snow that we might get. Right. So we are investing in partnership with our Metropolitan Planning Organization that also had some funds available in some new tools. Um, and there are tool cats and smaller sweepers. So they're smaller than our traditional equipment. And they can help us in our roundabouts, crosswalks, sidewalks, and bike lanes to really help sure, make sure we're sweeping those and clearing snow. Um, the tool cats in particular, David Abbas, our transportation mobility director, told us last night, those are seven to eight months out. So we're probably not going to receive those before this winter. The sweepers we might get in January, but really excited to have these new tools for our department to use so that we're not um, out there kind of hand sweeping sidewalks and we can be more efficient about that. Okay. Maybe this year we won't need them. It'll be a... We will see. It's, we don't know. You never know. <laughs> I know. Every different forecast I look at is always telling me just the opposite of the one I looked at before. Right. You know, going to be more or less, colder, warmer. What's it going to be? I don't know. Yeah. Hey, uh, there was a, a vote last night, a voice vote regarding the Caraway Master Plan development. You want to tell me what that is? I'm sure it's not the first time I've asked you about this. Sure. Yeah, we, we did most of the work um, deliberating on that at our last meeting, but this is a development in the north uh, part of town, up in that North Triangle area, um, near where there is a, another master plan we approved earlier this year that is the intended site of the new Costco. This is right near that. And this is going to be a, a neighborhood. It's going to have some commercial. It's going to have some affordable apartments built into it. So really exciting. And this was just um, continuing the process to get that master plan approved last night. Okay. Uh, another name that came up, uh, second reading of an ordinance granting a non-exclusive franchise to Bendtel Inc., yeah, we have franchise agreements with people who build their, um, you know, their wires, their cables, whatever it is, in our rights of way, so on our streets. Um, and Bentel does that, right? They put their their fiber and their um, their wires in there. So every once in a while, we redo uh, our agreements with those franchisees. It could be anyone from TDS or, you know, um, utility companies um, to folks like Bentel. Okay, all right, just business as usual. Mm -hmm. Uh Councillor uh, Campbell was approached by a couple of high school seniors with an idea that she presented to council. Tell us about that. Right. So at our first meeting of a month, uh, councillors can bring up ideas if they want to see if there's council support to explore further. And Councillor Campbell has been talking to some students who are interested in how to create 
a youth advisory council or some way for youth, and I think mostly teens, um, to have more input and more engagement with the, the city government. And I'm totally in favor of that. I think what we ended up doing last night was saying, let's let's explore that a little more. Um, I know that the school board has a, a started a student advisory group, and I'd love to hear from them how that's going. Um, you know, what's great about teens, I, I love how involved our community is, and I know there's a lot of youth that really want to get more involved and be more influential on their government. Um, they also have school, they have activities, they go off to college, so we need to figure out the right way to make sure that we're meeting them where they're at and getting their input um, without requiring, the, requiring them to, like, show up to a meeting in the middle of the day that they can't come to because of mm-hmm. school, right? So I think it's um, a great idea, and I think the full council was supportive of moving forward and exploring that more. Okay. Well, all right. Sounds very good. And uh, we're, we've got a new member, a uh, new communications director for the uh, city of Bend now. Yeah. Renee Mitchell um, has started recently, and we announced that she's our new communications director last night. Really looking forward to working with her. Um, I think she comes from sort of the private side, uh, but um, I think that's great to have someone with a little bit of outside perspective come in and help us with our communications and engagement. We're continuing to try to expand what that department does and how they work to help us get engaged with our community. So really excited to work with Renee on those goals. And she's been here quite a while. Oh, yeah. She's long time, Ben, community member, great roots in the community. Okay. All righty. What's going to be happening between now and the next time I see you? Oh, man, I'm going to get outside. It is so nice right now. <laughs> Yeah, um, I think we've got another meeting coming up in, in two weeks and um, just continuing you know, my usual schedule. I'll, I'll be on uh, KTVZ Ask the Mayor next, uh, next Wednesday in the morning and um, just continuing to get out there and talk to folks and enjoy the fall. All right. Mayor Melanie Keebler, City of Bend, great to see you. Thanks, Frank. Thanks very much for being here today. FM News 100.1 at 1110 KBND.